This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, dear traveler, I see you growing restless. In the mood for something else, perhaps? I believe I have... Ah, yes. Just the thing for you. An older yarn of something dark. A story, a secret of subterfuge and shadow. But still, as ever was... A rude tale of magic. It's come at the king, baby. We're 500 years in the past. Although now we would say we're zero years in the past. And also zero years in the future. That's what the present's called. That's right. It's the height of the Cordelian Empire. It is 3BA. Nobody knows what it stands for. But what they do know is there is an emperor. Or... Perhaps there will be not too much longer because we got five of the nastiest motherfuckers who are down on their luck and have nothing else in the world and are about to assassinate him. If all goes according to plan. Whose plan? Snake Professional's plan. That's right. A solid gray tiefling. Perhaps one of the world's most beloved NPCs. He assembled this group. They stand together now on the docks. The fog is thick, and it is, let's say, exactly seven minutes after midnight. Their mission is clear, but just in case they didn't take notes, what they need to do is go to a tavern called the Trim Cuckold and find a bugbear. We see them now on the docks, surrounded by fog. I don't even know what a humanly beautiful bugbear means, really. I mean, how do you, how do you quantify the beauty of some something like that? Well, what? now, Muff, one of my parents was a was a bull or a cow, and one of my parents was a woman or a man. It has not been told to me how the combination went. Only that I was the creation of one humanly beautiful person, and one. St- Standardly beautiful animal. Well, if I may say myself, wasn't the animal itself humanly beautiful as well? If the human partner was so drawn I didn't to mean its to, pleasure. I didn't mean to start talking about this specifically. I was just asking how we find this bugbear. It's I do fair. believe that we will know the bugbear when we see her. Bullman, did you not know your parents? No, I did not. Um, as it were... Uh, I, I really, my earliest memories were of, uh, growing up on a gigantic chessboard, uh, where, um, most, uh, evenings I would play, as it were, the rook. Occasionally, I got to be the queen, because I am so <laughs> agile as well. Anyway... It's a long story to say that I was sold into servitude well before I could ever 
hatch a perfect memory of the face of my mother or father. Say, why don't we go to this cuckold bar? I'm sorry for you. It is hard to grow up without parents. I wouldn't know another way. Um, yeah, me neither. Anyway, I do know the quickest way to get to the trim cuckold, so if you want to follow me, you could. I also know how to get there, but I would prefer to follow the urchin. Oh, <laughs> that sounds way more sinister hearing you say it for some reason. I don't reason. mean it that way. I just meant that I don't prefer to be the leader. I like to follow up from the rear and then jump out with my daggers. Uh, Carly, since you know the way, I'm going to let you, uh, you know this city inside and out, so I'm going to let you roll a uh, a nature check on the city. Yeah, it's actually not a, um, it's actually not a, a check. It's uh, city secrets. I know well, the there city, we go. I know the city secrets and flow to cities and can find passages through urban sprawl others would miss. When I'm not in combat, um, me and companions that I lead can travel between any two locations in the city twice as fast as my speed would normally allow. Incredible. Okay, so you know a shortcut. You actually, there's a whole thing of trash cans. You like push them aside and there's a small little like rat city. It's almost like a little like rat alley in between these trash cans. Um, the rats have just like gnawed their way through uh, the foundation of a building. And so you guys are all sort of, some of you guys are huge, but there's just enough space. Do not worry. Um, uh, these aren't Jerry Mendelgen like human rat guys. These are like rats who just have like a little... Uh, a city in this like gnawed out tunnel uh, that goes under a building's foundation. They've got a little rat marketplace. There's little rat holes uh, all throughout the tunnel. And the first two of you, uh, as you guys get there, you, you know, you can navigate through here pretty easily. So you guys all, uh, you push your way through the uh, the, the tunnel and uh, the first two, you, you, you get through just fine. The tunnel is just big enough. It's not a problem. Uh, Smellulous, or sorry, uh, Butter St. Beef and Grimothy, you guys, from out of nowhere, you are just dodging these rats. You are getting out of the way. There is a uh, two rats are moving like a big plane of glass, and they're like <laughs> moving it right in the way. And they're sort of going back and forth. They see you guys coming. They're like, "Oh no!" And they just in time they get out of the way, uh, and the, the, the glass is not smashed. However, Smellulous, you bring up the rear, and uh, when you guys finally emerge on the other side of the tunnel, Smellulous, you are covered in blood and gore from all of the little rats that you just smushed against. The, <sighs> the rats got in my way, so I let them. One, four, I knocked them solid, I smashed them to blood, and now I bear their entrails over my horrid form. Ah! Oh, I I'm knew a... some of them. You knew them? Well, sorry. Like many of Empire Citizen, they... Didn't pay taxes for their time in the city, so they paid the price. Me, Smellulous. Um, uh, Dealey flies directly to Smellulous's face and like scoops up some of his blood on her hand, and then just wipes it all over her <laughs> face. What? My bloodshed brought someone else joy. Yes. Maybe I'm changing. Maybe the Smellulous of old is finding new reasons to live. Maybe. Great. You guys are, uh, you see yourselves now. You are, uh, you've actually emerged from that alley into an actual alley. You guys move through Filet Town, and as you do, you actually notice that more and more people seem to be out on the street. Filet Town really, like, goes to sleep at night, but you have, uh, you've moved through the neighborhoods from Filet Town to 
the Suggestions District, which is a um, a saucy uh, part of town where all all laws uh, that govern the rest of uh, the city are, uh, for the most part, relaxed in Suggestions Town uh, or in the Suggestions District. They uh, there is uh, there's all sorts of neon up. There are uh, there's there's kids, there's adults, there's horses. Everybody is out. It actually seems like this seems to be like high noon in this part of town. This is the uh, what can I say? This is the part of town where uh, if you can't get it anywhere else, you got to go to to the suggestion district. Uh, you see a man who seems to have a uh, a fish head and a human body, sort of an inverted mermaid. Uh, he is just wandering the street uh, and he's saying dust dust would anybody like some dust I promise it'll do something terrible Uh, no thank you he means it I have a question sure what is dust and what does it do to you (laughs) I'll tell you this I didn't have a fish head my first time with dust oh I'm fine then thank you what kind of head did you have I, I had a human head I see. And I suppose you've taken lots of dust to try and get it back. Yeah, I figured, you know, I got my, I, I dusted my way into this. I might as well dust my way out of this, right? Mm. I tell you what, the first time it gives you a fish head, or, it, you know, it does different stuff for different people. But the second time, all it does is make you have to sit down real bad. You have to sit down. Oh, you got to sit down, like, right where you stand. And if you're already sitting down, ooh, it feels pretty good. That's a really wild range of effects. Do you want to know what it does the third time? Yes. Yes. Uh, The same thing, but it's not as good. Oh. But the fourth time, it's fine. Hmm. Okay. Like the the same as the third time. Well, you know, the fourth time, it's a little better than the third time. Then the fifth time on, it just gets progressively worse and worse. Uh, So the first time, you pay a terrible price for the pleasures of the second and diminishingly third, fourth, fifth time. Yeah, I mean, pleasures is like a... I might be upselling it a little bit. Yeah, I don't think there's any actual incentive to using dust, it sounds like. Have you ever had a drink of water after you were thirsty? Yeah. Yeah, all the time. No. Dust doesn't even come close to that. It's not <laughs> oh. nowhere near okay, that. Listen, um, Lee, can we, I don't know. We should talk about this. Another. We don't need to have a half-hour conversation with every person we meet. Wait, okay. I want to know dust. more about wait, wait. this. Actually. Teammates, teammates, teammates. It's always been my policy to check in with coworkers before I make a risky decision, and I have to say, I want this dust. <laughs> Absolutely, don't do it. But it makes you want to sit down. I love sitting down. You can sit whenever you like. Smellulous, you might just need to sit down. You are bleeding quite a lot. Have you ever sat Smellulous. down when you were a little tired? Yeah. <laughs> okay, dust is not quite as good as that. All right, goodbye. Wait a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Smellulous, you good. could buy dust from this man. Yeah. I, see, yeah, I, I know, really. I know, Timothy. I'm starting to think I'm actually the most adult person here. No, little child. Soon you'll understand that. Don't to try be and pat me. I, I'm, I'm patting. I'm patting on the head, <laughs> or I'm trying to bat, pat my head, pat her head. Um, uh, don't you see? Being an adult is about longing for an escape, finding any possible way to get sweet relief from the responsibilities of your station. Oh lord! All right. Well, I haven't got any of those. Let's go. Once again, I follow the children. 
uh, the fish guy, he uh, he sort of wanders away. He goes, well, I guess they're not interested in buying any dust, which is all well and good. I don't have any dust. <laughs> I heard that. I have huge ears. Great. Okay, actually, yeah, if you have huge ears, you actually hear uh, a conversation between two other people sort of just like walking around uh and they're one of them's holding a map and he's saying i'm telling you that this is not this this should be fillet town i this is not and the the uh the other person he's talking to these are two humans the other person he's talking to saying like well it's clearly the suggestion district and you hear that little snippet of conversation <laughs> fools were they, were they to ask i'd answer but i would never presume <laughs> sorry brad so just to clarify is yeah, yeah. this are we now making canon that you hear better the larger your ears are yeah Okay, cool. I'm gonna have trouble. <laughs> you have small ears. She's a tiny thing. Well, yeah, they're not tiny for me. Do you mean that they have to be proportionally big or small? No, I'll say this: there's a minimum, and then, okay. and or there's a maximum, and if you go over that, your hearing gets better. But if you're below that, you're fine. It's normal. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, okay. Phew. Okay. But Smellulus has slightly better hearing due to his huge ears. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Oh yeah, sure, sure. So none of us heard that, just Smellulus? Just Smellulus heard that. And if he wants to share that with the group and as like a bonding moment, that like dynamite dialogue that's just off the top of the dome, <laughs> I swear to God. I don't know how I do it. If uh, if he wants to share that with the group, he can. And if he doesn't want to, then, you know, I'm that's gonna up pat, to him. I'm going to pat uh, Tord on the head again and say, you're doing a good job better than some adults I know. <laughs> good oh, you job. mean all of you or someone else I don't know or care about? Silly child, always asking for big picture questions. Send us on our way and I'll buy you a Coca-Cola. Or, (laughs) or a ginger ale. Children love me. Men want to be me. Women want to be with me. It's smellulous. So that's what Torin that's what Torin hears is just you're doing better than some adults. So she's just gonna keep going. Great, great. Um you're gonna go, you're gonna turn a corner and uh there it is, the place you knew you were getting to. Uh ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trim Cuckold, the sleaziest dive in town. Teenagers in the area trade rumors that the tavern was cursed by an overserved mage to always be coated in a thin film of magical moisture. But I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> That's not magic. A small pixie wearing a sack of flour sits on the dingy awning, smoking a cigarette as tubes coming from out of the sack connect to a large pink flashing neon sign. The sign reads, The Trim Cuckold, in a sexually charged cursive font. Obscene graffiti, making impossible promises of the human body, covers the brick facade of the tavern as a black steel door with a small eye slit about seven feet off the ground blocks the entrance. Outside, two college-aged halflings throw up amateurly. Um, can someone give me a boost, please? Yes! I'll do it! Okay, he's got it. I take this child into my gigantic palm and lift her high level to the slot. I knock on the door and I wait for the slat to open. Yeah, the slat just sort of slides right open and two uh, very stern looking eyes, very like old, old stern eyes uh, look out of the slat at you and they say, uh, what's the password? Drippy drow. The slat closes and you hear from the other side, that's the old password. 
Uh, um. So ends our business. Goodbye. <laughs> it was a pleasure being teammates with you. And I start flying off. Wait, wait, Perhaps wait. Perhaps we will work together again in the future. Oh. I'm sorry, friends, but if I may, I'm a goddamn battering ram attached to a pair of legs. And if these dumb sons of bitches want to reject a proper password, I would be happy to put through them through the trouble, wait, humiliation, wait, don't, money, don't try, and efforts of buying Mr. a new door. Mr. The slat opens really quickly and the eyes look out you at you nervously. Uh, and it says, uh, you could, you're welcome to try the, the new password. Or, of course, there's always the eternal password. Oh, please, sir. I, I used the password me mum and dad told me, and they're inside. I've got to rejoin them, you understand. They're expecting me. I was checking up on my brothers and sisters. Uh, a single tear actually drips <laughs> out of the slat and, like, rolls down the front of the door. Uh, and the, the voice says, A child should never be left directly outside of a tavern. <laughs> a child should be allowed to enter the tavern. And do as they see fit with their parents. Thank you. I would welcome you in, but dark magic prevents me from just letting you in without saying the password. Oh, you could just tell me the new password and then I'll remember. The same dark magic prevents me from just telling you the pa- I could give you a hint of the eternal password. Give yes. me a hint! Uh, so do you guys know the story of the Trim Cuckold? Friends... You what, you don't spend this long in government without knowing the story of the trim cuckold. Allow me. <clears throat> My degradation is a church. My wife's betrayal is him. Fresh horns have grown on this good man. A cuckold, yes. But trim. This trim cuckold's dainty dance doth beseech thy lips to grin. His horns bespeak his soft, fine soul. His body... Simply trim. The horned cuckold graces her with friendship and with vim. She still <laughs> refuses to give thanks. This cuckold's mad and trim. This trim cuckold awaits his thanks till daylight <laughs> fades to dim. Thanks for attention well bestowed on she across from him. On she who sits across from he, the cuckold prince and trim. Was that right? The, uh, Is the that tears, the eternal password? <laughs> the tears that had been uh, coming down, they, they begin, it's like a faucet has been turned on and tears just like, they, they oh my God, they're full, it's a waterfall down the front of the door and the voice from the other side says, I would have opened the door after the first stanza, but you were really on a roll. You hear uh, uh, the, the clicking of gears as the door unlocks swings open. On the other side, a elephant man uh, about the same height as Smellulus, but of a much broader build. Uh, he stands, he is just like, you could see, he's just a changed man on the other side. He has, he was already just completely moved by Torin's words and then this poem, it just like, it completely did him in. There's a little stool and he has to sit down and he sort of puts his hands, or his uh, head in his hands and just is sort of rocking back and forth. You are now inside of, or welcome to enter the trim cuckold um before we do i want to cast um goodberry 
um, where I, uh, I, I, I manifest 10 little good berries that um, when you eat them, they each give you one hit point apiece. And I want to kneel in front of the, uh, the crying Is that Gorman. a real spell? Yeah. Yes. It's called Goodberry? Yes. Mm-hmm. This oh, fucking what? game rules. There's a reason why I picked <laughs> the spell Goodberry. It's because Goodberry. it's called Goodberry. That sounds the most like something you made up I've ever. <laughs> yeah, I barely read it before I said that's one. Of the, that's yeah, the spell. Of it automatically um, kills you. It doesn't matter. It's called Goodberry. <laughs> friend, friend, lift up your weary head. Take a Goodberry. Eat he, up. He extends his trunk and like takes all the berries, uh, just sort of snatches them up in his trunk and puts them in his mouth. He looks out and he, he a, just a beefy fucking hand, he puts it out and he puts it on your shoulder. And then he goes and he grabs your arm. He sort of, he does the thing where you like, your arms like grab each other, like at the, uh, right. Yeah, that brother handshake. Yeah, right below the elbow. And he says, cousin. Ah, oh, cousin. Remember, always do your job and do it well. That Mwah. is the Loxodon prayer. I kiss him on the forehead. Mwah, my he, friend. He kisses you back on the forehead. We are elephant men. <laughs> do, sorry, do they kiss with like, is it their mouths under their trunk? So their trunks go over the head? Yeah, yeah the, the whole tr- fucking process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trunk has to like, the, the <laughs> trunk. taking 10 minutes. Yeah. The trunk has, okay, well, let's keep going. They each take like 12 no, joking, damage joking. and like toss. Yeah, we should really hear this. <laughs> um, the, the, the trunk flips up over the head and as it's in air he leans over to kiss and then as he as he like moves back down like uh like a crashing wave it falls back into place in front of Smilus's face he laughs he goes, ha ha the elephant men will never die out <laughs> indeed we are a beloved race ha, ha, the tavern is yours um, as we walk away I go motherfucker ate all my berries I only gave him one what the fuck pisses me off I'm scanning the room for a beautiful bugbear. Torin, you sort of like make uh, you make a scan of the room, and you can see that the uh, the trim cuckold is it is a a relatively small tavern as far as like taverns you can see in the world of Cordelia. You go, but this is booming. There are uh, there are brick walls. There are little that same setup with the pixie and the flower bag and the neon. It's all over as like signs for different ales uh, line the wall. There's a huge uh, like almost like entirely mirrored wall with different uh, spirits and ales and beers and there is a, uh, a many armed human uh, behind the bar who is uh, he's tending bar. You can't with a 12, you can't see any bugbears necessarily, but you can tell that the, um, the, the makeup of this bar or this tavern, there are a ton of sort of like monstrous species and races just sort of like wandering around in this place. And a bugbear would not be like out of the ordinary here. You don't necessarily see anything though. I will say uh, smellulous, you can see a group of three bugbears uh, towards the back. Dealey, look, I, there's some bugbears over there. Flap over with your little wings. Perhaps get a closer look to see if one is humanly gorgeous. <laughs> I do what I want. And I fly oh. to the bar. <laughs> Great. Uh, so at the bar, you see this uh, this human who has, uh, he has, he's basically like an arachnid human. He's just like a, uh, he's a shirtless human man. 
uh, with uh, short cropped hair, and he just has, uh, you know, he's got the two legs, the two arms. Oh, but he's got a bunch of extra arms. Uh, so he's got three on each side. Uh, and he's just like, he's moving drinks around. He's taking money. He is, he's just like a blur of action. Uh, and uh, he's behind the bar. Have you seen any bugbears? He looks over at you. You've sort of caught his attention. He goes, Who's asking? Dealey. I don't know who Dealey is. You just met her. Whoa! Any chance there's an untaken shot on the bar? Yeah, absolutely. There's like four or five untaken shots on the bar. All right, I'm going to take one of them. Okay, great. Can you roll a constitution? (laughs) Um, 16. You just do it as a shot? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's like the equivalent of like a liter of just like alcohol that you just like drink. But for a 16, it has the effect of like two or three shots on you. Like it's a pretty, you're a tough little, a tough little thing. Uh, so you do the shot. This is on him. And I point to someone like on the far side of the bar. <laughs> uh, okay, um, you actually, who you've pointed to is, uh, he, he points at that guy. He goes, on him? Him. That's Wealthy Wim Windows, the richest dwarf in town. That would make sense that he would be willing to cover my drink. That's incredible. <laughs> I don't know what you did to get on Wealthy Wim Windows' good side, but any friend of wi- Wealthy Wim Windows, eh, that's a, well, it's not necessarily a friend of mine, but that guy tips well. Well, how can I help you? I, I'm i good. Um, I'm looking okay, for... Okay, well, you don't need any help. I'm going to get back to Tending Bar. <laughs> Wait, I have one question for you. What? Of those bugbears... Who gets the most drinks sent to them personally? Which one would you consider the most beautiful? Of those bugbears? Yes. Well, I guess since you're asking me which one I consider the most beautiful. No, I asked you about who gets sent the most drinks. Yeah, but then you asked which one I consider the most beautiful. I just clarified because you I felt real special confused. for just a moment and you're taking it from me. You cannot have it. What? You don't talk to me like that. I talk to you like that. Get out of my bar. That's my friend. And I point to Wealthy Wim Window again. The, uh, the dwarf has overheard you, and this dwarf who has, like, uh, bows in his big beard uh, and a, a, a fancy little bowler cap, he uh, sort of tips his hat to you and says, oh, My ears are burning. That's our thing. Quick, tell me who was, uh, who gets the most drinks. Well, who are you asking? Me, Wealthy Wim Windows? Or are you asking the bartender, Stale Dale? I can ask either of you. Do either of you have the information I seek? Uh, Stale Dale, he looks at you and goes, I can tell you who gets the most drinks sent to them, but it's going to cost you. I look over at Wealthy Wim Window and I he just He waves say, at you friendly. <laughs> Will you cover whatever it costs me <laughs> to ask a question to this bartender? Certainly, certainly. I, in fact, am the richest dwarf in all of Paola. I feel so lucky. (laughs) Bartender, my information. Yeah, it's going to cost you uh, 50 gold. I'm covered. And I give thumbs up to Wealthy. Wealthy when Windows gives you a big thumbs down. (laughs) 50 gold? I don't have 50 gold on me. Come on, I'm sure you do. No, I'm the wealthiest dwarf in Paola, not the wealthiest person in Paola. Put it on your tab. Come on. Fine, fine. Put it on my tab. But in exchange, you have to listen to one of my stories of my exorbitant wealth. (laughs) Never! 
Fire! And I fly off back to the group, and I'm like, no! I couldn't find any information. <laughs> Wealthy Wim Winters is like pushing through the crowd. He's like pushing people aside. He goes, I want to tell you about how I was the first dwarf in all of Paola to ride a bicycle. Okay, I want to roll for hiding, or like, what's that? <laughs> sure, yeah, you can do a stealth. 17. 17? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's enough. Okay, great, so I'm hiding... Maybe behind one of these guys. Cool. Wealthy one Windows puts through. He, there's like panic in his eyes. He goes, no, no one will hear my story about being the first dwarf in all of Paola to ride a bicycle. Please, I must tell this story. It pains me. Anyone? I'll hear your story, friend. <laughs> I would I hear, like to I hear, hear the story of the bicycle. This. I've never heard of a, a dwarf that rode a bicycle. Well, aren't you in for a treat? <clears throat> So, originally, when bicycles came to Paola, not ten years ago, no dwarves were riding bicycles, you I'm see. looking for this bugbear. Yes. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm hiding in Sir, I must out. ask, why were no dwarves riding bicycles? All right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, can I just, like, take a moment as... I want to hear... <laughs> the story of the first dwarf to ride a bicycle and like I love you all but like can we just hear this fucking story it sounds incredible totally I just want to say Chris I fully respect you I just like I can't hear this story <laughs> alright well Allie like meet yourself or whatever we'll give you the, the signal but like I just, I just have to hear this the dwarf looks around expectantly so is that a yes or a no on the bicycle story yes all right, so... I must know. Not ten years ago, the bicycle was introduced to Paola, and it completely changed the game of how people were getting around on two wheels. <laughs> so, but why were no dwarves riding them? Well, because no dwarves could afford the bicycle. You see, it cost a certain amount of money to ride a bicycle. I, being the richest dwarf in town, was the first to ride a bicycle. And, of the bicycle, I thought it grand. I have a question. This yes? story fucking sucks. <laughs> He's not done with the story. Oh, wait, the not answer quiet. You, I am you done with the story. You were rich and you just oh. got to do it? Yeah, they let you a, ride it. Was it just the one bicycle that people took turns riding? Yes, a, dis, you... a dishonest man bought the, brought the bicycle to town and charged people to ride on the bicycle. I was the first dwarf to be able to ride it because of my immense wealth. For a dwarf... Again, for a human, I am a relative pauper, but dwarves do not have much money in the city of Paola, and so I got to ride the bicycle. Then, of course, the man absconded with everyone's funds and took the bicycle with him, leaving it only as a fond memory. Well, it sounds like you got what you paid for. I did, a single ride on a bicycle, which again, I thought grand. Smellulous is going to walk over to the um, the bugbears, yeah. um, and uh, he's going to say, "Say, fellas, quick question if you don't, quick question if you don't mind. I'm talking to my friends over there, and we're all wondering which one of you gets the most tail. I mean, come on, guy to guy, just curious, which one of you three gets the most tail? Can you roll a uh, a deception check to if they think you're a cool guy?" Deception. Oh, uh, unnatural 20. Unnatural 20, okay. Cool, okay, well, then this is the way bugbears work. For Just from that fucking roll, the bugbears <laughs> all look at you and they go, Ugh, You talking about getting tail? 
yeah, you know, whatever euphemism you want to use to get lucky on a Friday night. Why, yes, getting tail. That's the terminology we use. Oh, uh, good. Then we speak the same language, you and I. I guess we're all friends here, ain't that not true, my friends? You've passed the first test, which is whether or not you talk about having sex as getting tail. So you're in a little bit, but you're going to have to earn it with us. This is only one of the bugbears is talking to you right now. Hey, you, you talk, if we, if we all want to get on the same language, have you seen the recent gladiator fights? I loved it when the ugly guy died. The, uh, the bugbears, they sort of, they look around, they sort of form into a, a little huddle, and there's like, the gladiator fights, yes, we all know what these are. They break from the, the huddle, and they all sort of look at you, and they go, yeah, we like that too. <laughs> and if we're talking about chariots, I'm Team Blue! They all huddle again. I mean, Team Green, of course. Nobody likes Team Green. No, of course. What's wrong with them? They break from the go and they go, all right, all right. You passed our test. I've always been good at tests, even when I was a little boy. But now I'm a man. And <laughs> with my little A, I want to get an answer. Who gets the most tail of you three? Uh, they all, they look around, uh... It, at each other, they go, well, I, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on who you ask. I myself am, uh, my name is Grimace, and I get a, a moderate amount of tail. I am, uh, you know, I try my luck. I do my best. I think I've got a pretty winning personality, ultimately, and I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I do okay. But, you know, uh, uh, Pumice over here, and Pumice sort of waves... Uh, sheepishly. Pumice is, is really shy, so Pumice is not, like, trying so much, but there's just something about Pumice. People just, like, really respond to Pumice. Pumice, like, blushes a little and uh-huh. shrugs. Um, Smellulous is, like, taking notes in front of them as this is happening. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm looking back to the group and, and like, sort of waving them over with my big ear. And then, of course, you've got uh, Sharkshank, who can speak for himself, and Sharkshank sort of speaks up and says, Yes, now, uh, uh, in terms of me, I, I am, I'm what's known as voluntarily celibate. Hmm. Now that's intriguing. Voluntary, voluntarily celibate? But why? I've sworn off uh, uh, sex of all kinds. Don't you ever feel like you needed a bit of sweet release? Oh, I do, and I just I channel that feeling of needing release into my projects. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I, I'm still writing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You piqued my interest. What so what I'll do is, like, I'll leave town and I'll sort of yeah. wander the roads and I'll find travelers and smash their skulls in, you know? <laughs> I love it. Strange men indeed in this town. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking back at the, at the group and still waving them over with my ear, but, like, really arching my eyebrows. So it's like, guys, guys, come on, you know? I, I walk over. I'm in your hat, so I walk, I, I walk over too. <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I ask which of the bugbears that I personally find most attractive yeah yeah i think um you know it's 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 ultimately up to you guys i'll just describe the bugbears mm. to you okay uh you know i would never deem to roll uh so uh grimace has massive eyebrows just like mm, eyebrows like bigger than the, his skull they're just like huge mm. uh he's like more eyebrow than head uh Could and be attractive well, you know, it's a, but otherwise seems to be a pretty standard, like factory standard bugbear. Uh, pumice has a underbite uh, so severe that like a uh, like bird, like if it rained, like birds could use it as a little pool. <laughs> oh boy! 
and uh, Shark Shank is uh, is covered in scars. Mm. Those are the only like real ways that they differentiate. The, um, I, I'll say uh, Grimace has sort of darker hair. Uh, Pumice has sort of a, a reddish hair, and Shark Shank is a, a little blonder, but they're all close to the same coat. And there are no other bugbears in the bar. No, no, no. They uh, they talk and they go, yeah. So you know, that's that's us. We uh, if you're wondering who gets the most, tail, you know, of course, all of us get more tail than uh, than Hammer Hair. Hammer Hair. Hammer Hair. Oh, Hammer Hair is you know the 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 most gruesome bugbear of them all. Where is Hammer Hair? Oh, I I wouldn't know. We don't uh, we don't associate with her very much. I want to see her. Well, I, I, I imagine you would want to, right? It's, it's me, Grimace, talking to you here. You know, you would want to see her because she's like she's so novel. By, because by bugbear standards, she's just a, a hideous creature. Oh, I'll, but I she is not saying. in the bar. Well, not right now. I mean, she comes in from time to time, but we, oh. you know, we don't keep tabs on her. And what did you say her name was again? Uh, Hammer Hammerhair. Hammerhair. He's writing in his little notebook. I have a question. Yeah. Um, does Hammerhair hang out with people that are not bugbears that we might be able to ask about? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, she she comes and goes. She's really, she's in here about, like, once a week, and then she'll disappear surreptitiously and then and then return. But uh, that's really all, all we know about her. Do you want to know how she got her name? Yes. I'd love to, yeah. So bugbears earn their names. My name is Grimace because when my uh, when my when my when I was born, my mother saw me and she grimaced. <laughs> my uh, this is Pumice. Pumice got his name because uh, a a small religious town threw him into uh, a lake and he floated, <laughs> proving that he was a witch. Uh, he just left the other side of the lake, however, and got off scot free. And then Shark Shank got his name by shanking a shark. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Oh, so hammer hair. Sorry, hammer hair. She got her name because her hair is as hard as iron. That sounds beautiful. Well, no, no, we don't think so. No, right. Too right. Sorry. Wink. I say wink and I wink. But does her hard hair take a pleasing shape? (laughs) It certainly takes a shape and it can't alter from that shape. Hmm. Listen up. My three new friends. Would we be able to each procure a beautiful beverage and take a seat in this here wondrous cuckold themed tavern and perhaps hope that Hammer Hair would be to join all of us in that same evening? Look, you guys are welcome. You know, the. the... The elephant guy, he passed the shit test. Like, we like this guy, so if you guys are with him, you guys are with us, that's fine. But I gotta tell you, if Hammerhair comes in here, she's not sitting with us, and we don't want her to sit with us. Who does she sit with? She usually sits by herself. She orders a drink at the end of the bar and looks out at the door, almost as if she's waiting for somebody. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. But again, if she shows up, we're not gonna talk to her. And she's yeah, not going to yeah, come yeah. over I, here. L- l- listen, uh, b- b- pardon my beautiful use of language. I was just asking if we hung out here, if she'd show up. Yeah, you guys are welcome to hang out. I just seemed like you had like an agenda that wouldn't be yeah, served. Yeah, we want to talk to the beautiful bugbear. 
<laughs> we are going to hang out. If you want to talk to the beautiful bugbear, you got to talk to one of the three of us. We're good-looking yeah, bugbears. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you've made it very clear how all of our tastes align. And uh, I guess I'll put it this way. Um, oh, my God, gentlemen, you are far too gorgeous to talk to. Literally, sort of me. Oh, oh there, there they go. They all, like, yeah, nod, yeah, and they yeah, shake yeah, hands, yeah, and they yeah. agree to that. They, like, pat you on the back. They go, it's good that you realize that you're, you're hideous to us. Yeah, 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 of course. Goodbye. All right, well, goodbye. <laughs> Should we sit by the door and wait for her? Yes! As you guys sort of, like, take your seats at the table, uh, you see a very, uh, a very, almost, like, impossibly, there is, like, a, a little stage at the very back of the tavern, and the, uh, the brick wall sort of parts like curtains, and uh, from out a human in a, just dressed in, in preposterous clothing, like, feathers everywhere, big puffy uh, sleeves, a huge hat, boots up past his knees, and just the most, like, shit-eating grin uh, possible on his face. Uh, he, uh, he sort of takes the stage and says, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, for your entertainment tonight is me, Mayflower Spring Showers, <laughs> doing... <laughs> Some of my spoken word poetry. Oh, no. Complete silence from the bar. Nobody applauds. He says, thank you. He sits down on a stool and sort of like puts his his forehead on his fist. He looks up dramatically. A single spotlight. One of the pixies like sort of adjusts themselves and a single spotlight hits him. Have you ever been close to tragedy? Or been close to folks who have? Have you ever felt a pain so powerful, so heavy, you collapse? No? Well, I've never had to knock on wood, but I know someone who has, which makes me wonder if I could. Oh, well. Which makes makes me me wonder wonder if... If I could. Well, it makes me wonder if I've... Never had to... At this, though, he, like, looks over at, at Grimothy and he says, If you know the words, sing along. I, it came from somewhere deep inside. Did it? Yes, I do not understand it. Have you ever <laughs> had the odds <laughs> stacked up so high you needed strength most don't possess? Or has it ever come down to do or die? You've, You've got, got to rise, to rise above the rest. Above the rest. No. No. Well. well I've never, never had to knock on wood. The audience is but, like losing it. Actually, you're like winning them over right now. But I know someone who has, which makes me wonder if I could. It makes me wonder if I've never had to knock on wood. And I'm glad I haven't yet. Because I'm sure it isn't good. That's the impression that I get. He locks eyes with you. Uh, you guys, it's like you guys are transported in the moment. This performance is just like taking you to a different place. Say it with me. I'm not a coward. 
I've just never, I've just been, never tested. been tested. I'd like, I'd like to, think to think that if, that if I, I was, was, I would pass. I would pass. Somebody throws a brick at him and it like hits him <laughs> in the neck, knocking him over. Ow! Ah, every night this happens to me. Like, <laughs> 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 I love it. I like the part with the brick. Throw more bricks at the poet. <laughs> okay. I'm going I'm to pick up a brick nearby and throw that at the poet. Great. Can you roll, make an attack roll? Yeah, sure. <laughs> We're attacking the poet. Uh, um, four. Four? Yeah. Okay, cool. You're gonna hit. You're gonna hit Grimothy. <laughs> you roll a uh, roll a d six. Um, six. Oh, shit. Uh, you hit Grimothy for six damage. Smellyless. Oh. Oh. That is not the poet I meant. Shit. You've made me bad, Dealey. Dealey, you've made me bad. I'm a bad guy now. I make uh, everyone bad. <laughs> uh, so other people are throwing bricks, and like some bricks are hitting uh, Mayflower, and he's tossed aside. And goes, no, the arts, no. Ah, how could you? Uh, he's like being tossed aside. He reaches out to Grimothy, and he says, Grimothy, please. Don't let this performance discourage you. You have a gift. Great art is never understood in its own time, always feared. I will always endeavor to not be a sellout. His eyes light up. Yes, yes, there's something there, yes. But now is not the time. Uh, the light briefly fades from Grimothy's eyes, um, and uh, the light shifts to his fist, um, and forms the shape of a blade which he points at Smellulus. Do not strike me again, Elephant Man. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to strike you. I made a mistake. I meant to hit your friend, the one you had a special personal connection with. He was a guy I wanted to hurt. Why would you want to hurt him? Someone else threw. I like to join the crowd. And anyone around me believing in something, and I end up believing that too. The audience is like still, they are just like, I, so there's like something they they are uh, there's like pent up frustration with Mayflower who seems to perform here every night. People are really just taking it out on him. They are uh, punching him, and he goes, "No, no, but I, I'm composing a new song, uh, 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 and I don't think it'll be so bad. And I know it won't be so bad because the man said that's the way it is, and the man said it don't get better than this. No, no, no. He's like his he's just being ripped up by people. He it's he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Uh, and, uh, Baby, don't you sign that paper tonight? Yes, she said. You look. If, if, but I, I know I can't. I cannot. I cannot work in fast food all my life. You've got it. Look, no. I know I'm not living a glamorous life, but the life of a bard could be a life for you. I've. I, I don't know where that came from, but it is from another life. He reaches out and touches where I, he assumes your heart is on your chest, and says, "It came from here." He sort of moves his hand around, like scanning for warmth. <laughs> Wherever he your feels, heart is, he feels nothing but the cold touch of steel. Okay, he goes. Well, if there's, you know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, I get it. He is a huge, uh, like Daffy Duck cane, just sort of comes out from backstage and like takes him <laughs> by the neck and just sort of like pulls him off stage. Uh, and he said, he shouts at all the charlatans, charlatans all. There is no more noble endeavor than the arts. <laughs> Next.
Timothy. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Had you heard that poem before? I had never heard it before, Dealey, and yet I knew it so well. I knew it better than I know myself. The uh, the audience begins to sort of settle down. The crowd is settling a little. Uh, they're just going back to their drinks. Uh, you see uh, the bugbear table really like waves sort of aggressively to you. They see, they like love what you guys did. Uh, looks like you guys were just like attacking that bard. All right, I'm ready to wait for a beautiful bugbear. Uh, the uh, as you guys say that a uh, a sort of a, a a voice from under your table uh, calls out to you and says, "Oh, does somebody say beautiful bugbear?" Oh, hello. Uh, cool. As you poke your head down, you see a uh, a completely nude little goblin down under <laughs> your your table. Yeah. <laughs> your nudity is distressing. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was a free empire. I thought I could just do whatever I wanted. Hello, Goblin. It absolutely is, and I welcome your uh, your aggressive exploration of your freedom of rights. Thank you very much. Uh, there's no specific rule that says goblins can't run around naked, and so I'm putting it to the test. <laughs> I need this feller as my intern. So, oh, oh, baby, let's talk. I, uh, I heard you guys talking about, uh, uh, like, a, did you say a beautiful bugbear? Yes, we're waiting for her. A bugbear Humanly that beautiful. human. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, but you can't ask a bugbear about it, right? Because they got fucked up beauty standards. We've managed to uh, traverse their hypnotic opposite language about our, syst- about our, our standards of beauty. Yeah, good. I'm glad you agree. It's a pretty compelling puzzle. It's, uh, so, you know, those guys, you know, they have their own beauty standards, and uh, they should be my own, too, because I'm a goblin. But in the goblin world and community, I'm, I'm a fucked up little guy. So I understand what you're asking for when you say you want a beautiful bugbear. That's wonderful. Where do you know where she is? Yeah, you're just talking about hammer hair, right? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. have her hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got hair as hard as iron. Uh, she comes in here all the time, actually, and uh, I'll let you out on a little secret. She's in here right now. Oh, why couldn't we find her? Well, because she's in the bathroom, crying. <gasps> why does she cry? Well, I don't know. I didn't ask her. I was going to ask, shall we assume that her pronouns indicate she will be in the ladies' room and or is there separate gendered bathrooms? Aha, great question. No, we got one big room. 
Nice. All right, then let's all go in at once. That will probably be uh, just as comforting. Wait, I don't think we should all go in at once. We're yes, allowed let's to. all go in the bathroom. Yeah, there's no rule that says we can't all charge into a bathroom at once. I'm trying to do you guys a solid here. I thought you guys were trying to kill uh, Mayflower Spring Shower. I hate that guy. Oh, yeah, we definitely were. That's the plan. All right, thank you. To the bathroom! Welcome to the trim cuckled bathroom. It looks <laughs> like you. in happier times, this was a slaughterhouse. There are several <laughs> There are several repurposed pig troughs lining the walls, all of which drain into a hole in the middle of the tile floor. Fluorescent flickering light fills the room, all coming from tubes hooked up to the business end of a swarthy pixie who lays belly down reading a dirty magazine. The weak scent of citrus cleaning spells does little to cover the piss and grime. A large sign on the far wall reads no eye contact in many of Cordelia's most common languages. <laughs> no wonder people come in here to cry. Uh, there is in here, you can see uh, there is an elf uh, who is just sort of using the trowel uh, to pee. And that is what you can all see with your passive perceptions. Can I say something to the elf in Elvish? Yeah, absolutely. Child in, child in the room, cover up. The elf like spins its head back. And says, you would speak our mother tongue to me while piss leaves my body? <laughs> you would piss while I speak our mother tongue? Oh, well met. You have me there. And the head, he, its head just sort of slowly turns back to its business. Are there stalls? I'm sorry, did you say that? No, no, no stalls. Just big trowels line the wall. Smellulous, with your incredibly good hearing, your better than average hearing, your huge ears, which... The laws of physics dictate give you better hearing. Uh, <laughs> you can hear from a hidden and shadowy corner of this square room, uh, <laughs> hiding in the these impossible shadows. You hear the the sounds of of crying coming from a well, the shadows. You can't quite see what's in there, though. I'm gonna rush up to get to as close to the shadows I can and say. Friend, do you weep? We wish to dry your tears. Uh, you hear from the the darkness, you hear uh, a voice say, uh, Not all of the warmth or all of the breezes and all of Cordelia could dry. And then uh, she steps out of the shadows and it's the most beautiful bugbear you have ever seen in your oh life God. with Hair like a Lego character, just completely solid hair that just like fits squarely onto her head. Steps forward with, and says, "With like a with like a squeaky with like a squeaky hinge." Uh, Grimothy's mouth drops open. Absolutely, you you do your Tex Avery Wolf take at this bugbear uh, who steps forward and says, uh, finishes her sentence to say, "These tears." And you see tears have been uh, rolling down her face. Damn. You. I. I. uh, Easy. Yeah, yeah, I. uh, Sweetheart. How could someone as gorgeous as you as. How could someone as gorgeous. Of, as you have any reason to cry, can you? You're laying it on so thick. Can you roll a charisma? Uh, eighteen, surprisingly. Okay, well, I mean, you got okay. Um, she looks at you, and she says, 
I can tell that you're trying to be kind. <laughs> and I'm charmed by it. But a broken heart can only mend itself. And only with time. Let me guess. You were sent here by a snake professional. <gasps> Friends! Are you hearing this? She I knows our friend Snake! Yeah, we were... Smellulous, we should probably keep a low profile. Smellulous, we are immediately behind you. <laughs> Smellulous, there's another person in this restroom. Thank you, friends. As usual, my comrades are the better parts of me. Uh, Hammerhand as I presume is your name. May we take this conversation outside? Yes, of course. Perhaps there we can speak in more private. Yes, more private than the bathroom. Certainly. Outside for privacy! There is a shadowy <laughs> section of the bathroom, though, that I, that's where I was sort of hiding, so I, I wouldn't draw attention to myself. Shall we No, all? outside is the perfect place to speak in confidence. All right. Yes. Well, then outside we'll go. And she leads you out, uh, leads you out of the, uh, of the trim cuckold. Uh, she, uh, she sort of signals over and, like, brings you guys over to a, a, uh, a shadowy alley where you guys can speak in more privacy. Damn, you love shadows, huh? Well, so much of my life involves hiding. I suppose I'm just naturally a creature of the shadows. Guilty as charged. Okay, we never accuse... Well, I guess we did accuse If the you. accusation be that I'm a shadowy creature, then guilty as charged. A life sentence of hiding in the shadows for me. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's fine. It's... I guess it's the life I signed up for. Why did you want to speak to us? Well, it's not so much that I wanted to speak to you as I knew you were coming. You see, I know a little bit about Snake Professional and the dark work he does. I, uh, she looks off into the distance. He goes, she says, uh, well, suppose I, if you're already doing the job, it couldn't hurt for you to know. I had an affair with the Emperor. Bullshit, <gasps> if you'll pardon my expression. Of course, most don't believe me when I tell them. And well, I wish they were right. I wish I never had, but love is love. They say love is blind, but for me, it was a very visual thing. <laughs> very physically attracted to the Emperor. I knew Are him you? from the money. Oh my god, he looks He's like that? He actually he looks, looks, he great looks on like the that? money. He doesn't look exactly like that, but you can tell it's the same guy, for yeah. sure. Wow! I, the money hat. is stunning. The money's not bad. And I say, say in person, it's even better. Because he can move and emote. And oh, he moves in such marvelous ways. I feel something rustling under my cap. <laughs> and it's Dealey. And it's me. <laughs> I'm trying to... Okay, I fight my way out so that I'm uh, like face and arms out. And I'm listening sort of in that senior senior picture pose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Megan Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got your your uh, chin on your fists. Two fists up, uh, elbows propped on Torin's head. Okay, cool. Yes, we began an affair uh, two entire years ago. 
he was on vacation in some wasteland, and well, I was in that wasteland, having grown up there. We locked eyes, and I thought he was the most beautiful emperor I had ever seen. I have seen one other emperor. His father. Oh. And well, I suppose that I'm a beautiful bugbear in my own way. You are. You are beautiful. But By human standards. Thank you. That's I. I'm really. I keep hearing the qualification, and I don't love hearing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she's very aware of it. Oh, it's constant. It is even people who think that I'm beautiful. They always have to say the by human standards thing. Who is beautiful by everyone's standards? I would love to know. Me. <laughs> oh, really? You, you do have a a confidence that is. It's your own thing, and you God, you are making it work. But our affair was not to be. I wish someone had told me before that affairs don't always end in happiness. I thought uh, ours would. No one has ever said that they don't end well? Not to me. I hadn't heard anything of the sort. Oh. And of, of course the emperor told me that, you know, affairs end happily. And I thought ours would. I took him at his word. And did he treat you badly? He, tra- he treated me like the empress. He treated me incredibly. Oh. However... There was so much hiding. I had to be hidden at all times. He would come to the waste to see me. Sometimes I would come into the city, but always I would be hidden in, in sort of, you know, hidden in barrels or hidden in larger barrels so that I could become comfortable. I was hidden in closets. Finally, the last straw was when he locked me in a cave. That's terrible. Well, there was a schedule miscommunication and... He didn't want his his wife or his advisors to know about me, so he locked me in a cave for three days. Three days? Three entire days. Luckily, the cave spoke to me in its own way, and it said, I am filled with spiders. These spiders are yours to eat, to nourish yourself. And so I did. When he came for me at the end of the three days, as promised... I told him about the spiders, and he was not excited to hear about the spiders. <laughs> he broke off our relationship. He said it had grown complicated. And, well... Really? That was it for me. A few days later, I was contacted by Snake Professional. He said not to worry, and that... Somebody, and I would know who, but I didn't know who he was talking about, was organizing an assassination of the Emperor. So all of my heartache was to to finally be solved and resolved. But for some reason, I, I don't think that it will. I don't wish the Emperor ill. Oh, that's a shame because we've, we've been asked to kill him. Yes, we're going to kill him, and you're a big early step in that process. I imagine so. I imagine the uh, this contact wants you to, to know where he's going to be tomorrow. Yes? Do you know this? I do, I do, and I... I gotta say, I don't love the idea of you guys killing him. I still love him. Oh. Perhaps you can be together in the afterlife. We, we can kill you be too. happy to kill you too. Oh, oh, butter! That's what I thought. Um, n- no, no, don't love that. No, 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 don't love to the idea of being killed. To, you know, I, I just, I would prefer nobody get hurt. I'm not a, a violent person. Well, it's too bad, because someone will. At first, this is just for the money, but to hear that our emperor, who rains, rains down law like rain itself, 
would break the law by being unfaithful to his wife, it makes me want to kill him! Look, I am loving this feller's uh, character journey. <laughs> it's, I gotta say, just even from the time I've met you, it's moving at, what a cliff it's moving at. <laughs> Clip, clop, go the horse, and the horse, and on top of the horse, ride my character arc. <laughs> Fucking efficient. I am awestruck. You are moving through it, not a single... I swear, and this is the DM talking now. Your refusal of the call was like 15 seconds long. Fucking A plus shit. I love it. I've been bad at my job for years, and it's because I'm like this. Okay, sure. Wow. Look, I I have information I'm willing to give you. <laughs> uh, yeah, give us that information stat, baby. Wow, jeez, Louise. Okay, uh, I'm going to take that as just part of your journey and let it wash over me. The So, tomorrow night, the Emperor is in town and will be attending the annual Powerball. Oh. Which I assume none of you have heard of. I have not a... even heard of the Emperor before this night. Okay, well then, yeah, why would you know about a ball he attends in secret once a year? I had to attend it last year, and I was horrified by the things I saw. Tell us about this horrific Powerball, this state Powerball. I'll tell you, the uh, the Powerball is a, a thoroughly immoral yet legal ball held once a year, where Cordelia's rich and powerful consume a child to gain ah! its, its strength and vitality. Nice. Here's the thing that's the most... And look, if you gotta eat a child to gain its strength and vitality, I don't love it. Obviously, I don't. Yeah, sure. Look, I got a beating heart like anyone else. I don't love it. But, you know, if it works, that's one thing. But 50 years ago, a a clever mage discovered that it actually doesn't work. It doesn't even do anything. They just... Why do they do it? Because tradition is tradition. And they... According to them, some traditions are too important to ignore. And so, every year, unabated, they continue the Powerball, where they consume a child. Well, this is bigger than the Emperor. We've got to shut down the Powerball, too. So, that's that's why I'm telling you about the, the Powerball. I don't... I still... Look, the Emperor, he's misguided. He grew up in this life. I th- I think there's something worth saving to that man. But the Powerball, you guys have got to shut this Powerball down. So I'm telling you about that. Hopefully this child won't be consumed. Do you know which child it is? Do you know how they found the oh, child? Oh, no, no. The child is... They just, you know... I, from my understanding, it's, you know, they deceive a child and to think that something special is going to happen to it. And they, <gasps> you know, they, I, so I don't know who the no, child is going to be. A child no. they perceive as unimportant, you know, and they bring oh. him to the power, but it's very sad. It's, it's awful. I know exactly who it is. Oh my God, it's Torin. Torin has no. been selected. Oh no, no. The child is already, they would have oh the child by god. now. Oh my God. I imagine it's this not Torin. Oh, it's you. an opportunity to for revenge, Torin. Torin, if it's, it's not- you, I gotta say they are asleep at the wheel this year because it's, they. It's not me. It's my oh. friend. Hey, oh, sure. My friend, the Avoider. Thank goodness. I don't know your friend and therefore care not. <coughs> oh, that's nice that you care about me, though. I'm just beginning to. All right, I won't push it. Don't. <laughs> But do assume it will develop over time. (laughs) Too right. Um, 
Miss Hammerhead, how do we... How do we... Stop the Powerball? I'll tell you this. You'll have to be there to stop it. The powerful are only powerful in theory. If you're physically there and like fighting them, they're a bunch of rich guys. You know, you'll you'll knock them out. Do we need to wear fancy clothes? That's gonna Before that, do we need to secure invitations? That's going to be up to you. All I can tell you, I've only ever been led to the Powerball blindfolded, so I don't know the location. All I know is that it takes place in the underground mansion of Sundown Samara, the Paola City Dragon. I'll let you guys write that down. Why does a dragon need a mansion? That's that's a great question. I didn't ask. I was really there as a guest last year. No, and so it wasn't like an asking type vibe. Yeah, I didn't mean to, you know. It was a lot I'm of, asking sort of rhetorically. Right. No, everyone had like a little uh, um, uh, masquerade mask on that sort of would like a bit different animal that sort of corresponded to an element. But you knew who the dragon of, was. I mean, a dragon in a masquerade mask it's a drag. It looks like a dragon. I gotta yeah, say, yeah, you knew who she was. You know who she is. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, each person wearing a mask, the, the mask had like an animal that sort of represented that person. But I, I could tell people really picked their own animals because they were very flattering and I, I think inaccurate. What animal did she pick? The dragon. She had a yeah. dragon. <laughs> so the a mask total of a dragon. Failure. Well, I mean, I actually think that was one of the more accurate ones. Is she? You know, it's like tough to be wrong. But it should have evoked her spirit. Exactly. And it's just, it, you know, it's more of the same. I thought it was not a great move. What was your mask? Well, I was given a mask. I Whoa. was given the mask of a rabbit, which I thought, fine. Seemed <laughs> like they didn't like really look into me as a person or what makes me tick. Rabbits are fine. Don't have a special thing with them. Sure. What about this emperor? Why, the emperor, he wore the mask... Of a trout. Oh. Which I thought interesting. That was, uh, I was surprised, but I see what, I see what it's about. Has the emperor ever used dust? No, no, never. You're talking about the street drug that turns your head into a fish head and then makes you have to sit down one time and then every other time you use it, it gets worse. You're familiar with it. Yes, yes, I've, I've heard it come up in conversation. You're lucky you're not dependent on it. It seems to ruin lives. Oh, it's not a... You don't become dependent on it. No? Oh, no, 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 no. Anyone using dust is using it voluntarily. I truly don't understand how there's a market for it. I tell you, I think my theory on dust is once you've used it once and your head becomes a fish head, what are you going to do? Not use dust? All right, so how do we get into the Powerball? I don't know. I just know it's in the underground mansion. Does the Emperor have any weaknesses? Well, I suppose you could say he has me, and the knowledge of me. If there was one thing you could say to the Emperor to really, you know, stick the knife in, what would it be? I wouldn't want to stick... I still love the Emperor. I guess I would tell the Emperor, I forgive you. All I know about the the Powerball, the only more information I can give you, is it is the most wealthy, the influencer's... Of this city, the most wealthy uh, of each uh, of each race and species is entitled <gasps> is is 
is invited to the the Powerball. They are allowed to bring guests. I was brought as a guest, and that's how it goes. Really? Yeah. Your best friend. My new best friend. We have to get you to be his date. Do I have to listen to his story? You might have to pretend. I won't do it. Okay. Well, I won't make you. What? I won't make you. Okay. But you could ha- you could invite me as your guest, and I could listen to him. Let me see if he wants five guests. Yeah, ask him if he wants all five of us. All right, I'm gonna struggle out from under Torin's hat. Great. <laughs> and then fly back. Oh shoot! Fly back to the door and knock on it. Okay. You knock on the door, and the isolate opens up, and you uh, the elephant man from before says, "What's the password?" Snellulus. I am Cuckold, proudly trim. Trim Cuckold is my name. God bless me both with wandering wife as well as slender frame. <laughs> what yeah, about that? <laughs> he hears that, and you hear the door unlock and open Unbelievable. up. Unbelievable. Uh, he just sort of like, he nods to you, and he points out onto the street at Smellulus and says, Cousin! My man! Eat my fucking good berries and piss me off. <laughs> he sort of to himself, uh, he says, uh, only give me 10 good berries, you fucking <laughs> guy. I want 20 good berries. I'm a big creature. I need a bunch of good berries. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I offer him one berry. He takes all 10. What? I guess. Thank you, pal. Uh, Dealey, you are in The Delighted Wife. Do you want to look for uh, wealthy w- windows? Sure do. Do you, do you need me to roll anything or do you want me to just... Oh, no, you don't need to do shit. He finds you. (laughs) Uh, He rushes over to you with his bows, just sort of like his bowed beard, just sort of like (laughs) in the breeze. He looks up at you and goes, you there, you've reconnected yourself. I thought you dead. Wealthy, I did Wealthy is my name. Wealthy Wim Windows, that is. I do not care. I simply require an invitation to Powerball. Oh, goodness gracious. He like, he panics at that. He just starts sweating immediately. And he like puts a, a finger up. Uh, to him. He goes, please, please, quiet. Wait, we must talk about this elsewhere. I grab him by the hand. Oh, my I hand. Start um, flying. My bicycle riding hand. <laughs> flying outside. Ah, he's like pulled by you. He's very weak. <laughs> well, I'm also very strong. So he doesn't, yeah. Okay, well, then it, it goes really well. It's because it's just like he's dragging behind me. Yeah, he's like giving his, his absolute best and you pull him out of the bar. Great. No, I was going to drink in there. <laughs> These are my teammates. We five require a invitation to the Powerball. Oh, goodness, great. What's it? Stop talking about the Powerball so loud. It's okay. She knows too. Hi. Oh, I was talking. <laughs> I was talking about Hammer Hair. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Hello, are we talking about how all of us are going to get into the Powerball on this man's invitation? Goodness gracious, please keep it down. If news of the Powerball were to get out, each and every one of us in attendance would be ruined. Gosh, wouldn't that be terrible? Well, I suppose we better figure out a way to get us all into the Powerball before I start yelping and yelling about it up and down the square. No, no, please. So it's decided. We are going. Yeah, but, but please, I'll do anything. <laughs> we need five invitations. Yeah, give us the invitations. What, the invitations? The invitations are as, they're as good as attending with me. What should we wear? Fine, fine, fine. I'll bring you all to the Powerball as my invited guest. Although what good you would get from it, I, I can't imagine. 
Maybe we I would want like to... to eat a child. Oh well, that, that, there you go. That's what you'll get from it. So you guys know all about the Powerball, then. We know all the ins and outs. We eat a kid. All right. So, uh, you guys will. Uh, I'll take you guys to the Powerball. You'll all be my invited guests, and I hope one of you will be my date. He looks well, around at every single one of you equally, <laughs> hopefully. Well, I don't know if I've got the proper attire, big boy. Just your finest clothes. There is a. Strict... I'm wearing them. You're wearing your finest clothes. <laughs> yes. Good. This gracious, uh, those won't do. There's a strict dress code at the Powerball, and the punishment for breaking it is death. Oh, come on. Uh, Why don't set the rules? Well, what's the dress code? It's your finest attire. Wait, are you saying that every single one of us is gonna have to go out and get a beautiful new set of clothes on penalty of death? Look, I'll do this for you, but in exchange, I need two things from you. One, you can't tell anyone about the Powerball or my life will be ruined. And two, one of you has to be my date. Please, please, please. Not it. I will be your date. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Why is everyone laughing? I will be the date. I am so delighted. (laughs) Not even technically a man. I am where it counts. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was meant to be like, that was like tucked in under the laughter in a way that nobody was supposed to hear. It's just that you waited until the laughter had died down and said it at quite a loud volume. Yes, I heard it clearly. And then the assembled man responded that he is where it counts, the implication of which is clear. Wealthy. Yes, I'm wealthy, Wim Windows. Are you satisfied with your date selection? Well... I guess. He sort of, like, looks at you and, like, kicks the ground. Good. In that case, oh, give us on. all the 50 gold coins <laughs> so that we can buy clothes. 50 gold coins? Or one. Oh, no, fine. I, you should all... You, I'll give you 50 gold coins. Look, I'll meet you guys here, outside of the of the trim cuckold tomorrow at 7 p.m. Meet me there, and I'll take you to the Powerball. Oh, boy. I have one question. Yes. Is there dancing at the Powerball? Of course. There is an elaborate dance. Formal in nature. Very well. If we don't have to do anything till tomorrow night, we can have some drinks now. I'm smugglers. All right, I'm just going to ask that we stop <laughs> shouting our names out in public <laughs> as I surreptitiously tell you about the Powerball. I'm Grimothy. Stop doing this. <laughs> what? Please, I'm begging you to stop doing it. It's me, Wealthy Wim Windows, begging you to stop <laughs> shouting your name in the middle of the street. There could be a Ken Koo about. Listen, I know how to be stealthy. Don't you worry. Or if my name isn't Butter Saint Beef. Uh, you hear from uh, from the shadows, you hear that repeated back. You hear, or my name isn't Butter Saint Beef. You're goddamn right your name isn't Butter Saint Beef. My name is... Oh no! You're goddamn right. My name isn't, but your name isn't Butter Saint Beef. My name is. All right. Well, now there's a liar out there in the wilderness, and I no, am going to have Kenku. to deal with it. I start stomping off into the darkness, punch punching my hooves into the streets. Um. So you just hear the names of the entire party sort of shouted back at you. You hear uh, wealthy with windows. Uh. You hear Grimothy Steel, Smellulous. Uh, Dee Lee! And I don't think Torin said her name. 
great. So you hear those names sort of repeated back to you, and you hear some crashing, and it seems to be getting sort of further away from you. Um, I have dark vision. Okay. Can I see? Can I see this this creature? You can see a little further back. It's exactly what you think it is. You can see a uh, a kenku, uh, sort of like covered in. Uh, it's wearing like a cape and like a, a cloak, and it is. Uh, it's it's like running from you guys at full speed. I throw my hand out, aiming at the Kenku, and I create a large sphere of fog centered on a point around the Kenku. The sphere spreads around, making it murky and hard to see, and I'm hoping to catch the little bugger in it. Okay, great. You, uh, uh, yeah, that's gonna work. The Kenku is surrounded by fog. It is already dark, so the, it is, there's dark, there is fog everywhere, and you guys are in an alley that opens up to another street. Uh, there's, so there's streets on both sides of you. There are, uh, there's sort of like escape ladders, uh, f- escape ladder, what's wrong? There's, uh, fire escape ladders lining the buildings on either side of you. And um, you see as the Kenku makes a leap, I'm going to roll for it, gets a 23 and uh, leaps up to the, yeah, he's got good decks, uh, leaps up to the, uh, to one of the fire escapes and sort of scurries up it, running up to the top of the building. I can see this, I can see this guy and I'm, I'm going to try and follow it up the roof. So while this conversation has been happening, the Kenku has continued to flee. Uh, Kenku has made it to the top of the building and is running across the top of it, which you are not able to totally see, but you can hear it. I point my finger at the Kenku on the roof and I shout a secret we- uh, message to it magically. And I say, you better get back down here or I'll kill you. Great. So you, I just so I know the, the mechanics of that is you only the Kenku can hear that. You've shouted it yes. psychically. Yeah, I, yeah. It's a magic whisper that uh, that I shouted at the Kenku. <laughs> shouted. It's a whisper that I shouted. It's a magic whisper that I sent to the Kenku. Cool. And the Kenku can whisper back to me, and only I can hear it. Amazing. What the Kenku instead decides to do with this, though, is it opens its beak, jumps up onto one hand, does like an acrobatic little handstand, opens its mouth, and shouts, You better come down here or I'll kill you. That's not what I sound like. <laughs> That's not what I sound like. And it backflips away and uh, continues running. We got to follow it. And I start scaling. Yeah, I can fly, so I'm going to fly. You're going to be positioned then to be, uh, you're way closer to that Kenku and you are gaining on it. Uh, uh, Carly, can you just roll an acrobatics? Three. Three? Okay, great. Um, so you jump up to, uh, uh, you actually do pretty well. Uh, so you jump up to, uh, the fire escape and you grab one of the ladders. However, the force of you grabbing it unhinges it and unlocks it. And you just slide right back down onto the ground, hitting the ground with a thud. You have activated the escape part of the fire escape. However, Dealey, you have made it to the top of the building in lickety split and you see the Kenku running away. Uh, it, uh, it leaps from the top of one building to another. All right, I'm going to throw a javelin at it. Okay, great. Ooh-hoo, Make it a tackle. Got, um, <laughs> got a four. Okay. As you as you go to throw it, a bird just flies right in front of you and is exploded by it. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Can um, I just... I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the bird explodes. Am I covered in blood? Yeah. All right, I just start wiping it all around, and I'm like, 
You guys are on the ground. All you can see is Dealey flew up into the air. You know the Kenku's up there, but you see the uh, Dealey through uh, Javelin, and immediately the bird was like a foot away from her, just like exploded okay. a bird. I just want to try to shoot a bow and arrow into that area. Great. Um, to, tr- to try like just try my luck. I can't. I don't have dark vision, so I can't see. But I'm just gonna. I'm seeing that my new friends are are trying to go in that direction. So I'm just gonna shoot my bow and arrow. Go for it. Baby, that is a four. This bird explodes, and one of its eggs, actually, it had an egg in it. The egg (laughs) shoots directly upward, and uh, from out of the egg, a baby bird, uh, the promise of new life, hatches out of this egg, and is immediately also exploded by uh, this arrow that Smellulus shot up into the air. (laughs) (laughs) This bird explodes as well. Am I showered with another um, bucket of blood? Yeah, these birds were just like, the blood pressure on these birds was insane. They're just, the blood goes everywhere. Uh, Butter is just like trying to like feel out to find where the wall is. Like he's trying to find the ladder walking through the darkness. Great, you find that wall. Oh, it it feels good. All right, and then he, he he starts moving his way down, trying to find the ladder. Now I know when I hear a voice, it's up low or up high. And there was a voice up on high, and that means there must be a ladder nearby. And you're right. You feel the ladder, and you oh. feel that Torin is, like, clutching the bottom of it, and you can sort you're now close enough you can see a little bit of Torin. Hi. <laughs> well, let's get up that ladder, kiddo. <laughs> I was trying to. Okay, try again. It's a ladder. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, so, Dealey, what you see while this conversation is happening is the Kenku has made it to the other building, and he is just booking it out of there, trying to run away. Um, I fly, and I throw my, a different javelin. The jav- You throw the javelin, and the uh, it catches the cape of the uh, of the Kenku that's trailing behind it, and it pins the Kenku to the... the- the, uh, the roof of the building that it's running across. The Kenku is now scrambling to get its cape and cloak off, um, but it is for the time being pinned to the roof. Halt! The Kenku looks up at you and says, Halt! I stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Kenku, like, its eyes light up, uh, and it's in a, much, uh, in a much different voice. It says, Now turn around. I turn around. Great. Uh, and then it's like scrambling now. It says, uh, uh, "It says, fly away, bird, be free." Um, and I, I start to fly, and then I turn back around and like realize that what I've been, what I've been up to, and I go, "Oh, you!" <laughs> Take one of my daggers and throw it straight at it for one damage. Uh, that flies and it hits the Kenku in the shoulder, and it like the Kenku looks at it and goes, "Oh." Goodness gracious, Daddy don't like. And it uh, it pulls the pulls the dagger out and is sort of scrambling, and it's got out of the cloak now, and it's trying to run away. Okay, but by now am I, like, on it? Yeah, I would say you are close enough to it now. You can just uh, attack it in person if you... Or do whatever you want in person. Sorry, I don't mean to lead you. No, 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 that's... I, I, want to, I do want to attack it. Um, I do... So, if I'm within, like, range, I can do a multi-attack, which is claws first and then weapon. Great. So I'm going to give that a shot. Oh boy. So you uh, you scrape him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a, a little bit with the. Uh, it's still like he's like getting out of his cloak and like pulling. And the uh, what actually happens is you do make contact with him, but for just an eight, the claws scrape him. But they also help to free him from the cloak, and he is able to like move out of the cloak. But thinking quickly, you swing your warhammer at him at for twenty two. Uh, what's the da- can you roll for damage? Eight. Eight out of eight. Yeah. Like hitting a fucking golf ball uh, just like (laughs) clean off the tee Um, he looks up at you and you see him trembling in his boots suddenly there he is trembling in his boots with a swing of your warhammer you just see his boots Um, (laughs) you fucking kill this thing and you uh, you hit it and just like hurdle it hundreds of feet off into the city (laughs) it would make a yahahui sound but it's too dead to do that Oh, man. Uh, Elsewhere in the city, uh, somebody is just leaving their apartment and they go, well, I've finally gotten over my agoraphobia. What is the worst (laughs) that could possibly happen to me? And then uh, he looks up and through his bedroom window, a a dead Kenku is like thrown through it. And he goes, wow, this actually was quite fortuitous. Had I been inside, the Kenku would have hit me. I am over my agoraphobia. Aha! Now, does Dealey hear that? No. Okay. okay cool. doesn't even hear it. Okay. Oh, okay. It's that far uh, away. You hit the Kenku that far. So Dealey turns around and like zooms back and is just going, guys, 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 guys. I'm like scram trying to clamber onto the roof. All right, and I get back and I'm like, I smoked him. You smoked him. You smoked him. Destroyed him bodily. Huh. Oh, good job. Sounds like you smoked him. He's dead at my hands. This group seems very comfortable with killing. I am. I mean, I'm super on board for it now that I know what they're doing. I lose cases so often that I have to uh, only retain my license <laughs> through trial and combat, and I have murdered many a creature just to do my duty. I thought you were going to say that your 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 trial record was so poor that you might as well be murdering your client. Well said. And they all had a good laugh. They laughed and they laughed at the idea of killing. <laughs> For now, at least. It seems that we've got quite the murderous crew on our hands, well-assembled, by me, Snake Professional, the narrator of this story. That's right, folks. This is a story for the ages about a group of five well-assembled murderers. They're laughing about killing now, but when the time comes, will they have what it takes? Or will they fold like a piece of paper folded by an expert? Or even by an amateur? Stay tuned. Next time on Rude Tales of Magic, come at the king. Once again, my name is Snake Professional, and you better believe I'm smoking a cigarette. Good night. That was Ali Fisher as Dealey the Harpy, Carly Monado as Torin, Joe Lepore as Grimothy Steel. Christopher Hastings as Butter Saint Beef, Tim Platt as Smellulous, and Branson Reese as Everything and Everyone 
Helots. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Halls. Until next time, traveler, long live the Emperor. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.